Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, Facebook family, what's up? Look, I got signal. And look at that water behind me. Big Papa here with a special edition of Post Daily Dose coming to you from Traverse City, Michigan. Is this not amazing? So that is a lake. That's Traverse City Lake in Michigan. And let me tell you what. That water is so clear, it's amazing. It's like I can see the bottom probably a good five to ten feet deep. I haven't seen that since I was last in the Caribbean. It's amazing. So anyway, I don't know if I've told you guys, and I hope I get continue to get good signal. I'm quite impressed. Um, I guess this marina here is equipped with some cool Wi-Fi. So first of all, I'm out here in Traverse City because tomorrow, it's a little chilly here on the water, but I'll persevere. Um, tomorrow, I am giving the keynote and a breakout session, and then on Sunday, another breakout session at the Michigan State Foster Care um, Conference that they put on every year. I think I've done it maybe twice before, so it's cool to be back in Michigan. I love my Michigan folks. Um, I'm just going to be talking about the power of love in overcoming fear and foster care and how we can come together and help these children heal. And so excited about that. A couple new uh, new titles of the talk. So I'll be, uh, hey Debbie, thank you so much. I'll be um, streaming. I'll be streaming for you guys. So be sure to tune in. I think uh, the keynote is tomorrow at 10. I'm uh, on Eastern Standard Time. So I'm an hour ahead of where I am normally in Central Standard Time. Hey, Franz there in Germany. So I just wanted to mention that this is National Foster Care Awareness Month. And I was a foster child. I spent the first three months of my life in foster care. And the records, as I can tell, um, were, were, were good. They said I slept on my belly. And I still sleep on my belly, so it's pretty cool. I don't, I don't remember, of course, I don't remember my foster parents or anything like that. But um, I was in a couple of different foster placements, and so I, you know, that's that's hard for uh, that's hard for anyone, really. We don't we don't think about. I remember I was in uh, Australia doing a interview for National Public Radio there, and I said that. Any child who's been in foster care or who's in a, who's been adopted has experienced trauma. <laughs> and the reporter said, well, what do you mean? She said, you know, the foster care and adoption is a very good thing. I said, oh, I, it's absolutely a good thing. But here's, here's what we don't realize. If a child is in foster care or they've been adopted, then they've already experienced a break from their biological care figure, their biological mother that has an indelible imprint on their brain and on their heart and on their body. And I believe at a physiologic, at a deep physiologic, emotional, cellular level that that disruption creates a lifelong imprint. And so far, and I'm 46 years old, and I, I still have uh, sensitivities around my, my early disruption. And you guys know that I teach the stuff, I live the stuff. And so it's always interesting to me to observe my own emotional patterns and reactions and, and to know where they come from and, and what they relate to. Hey Gareth, all right, make sure, uh, make sure you come up and say hello, please. Um, so it's always interesting to know that just that first that first three months was, was very impactful for me. And then of course being adopted um, to 
loving parents and, and I'm thankful for that. But we don't fully value, comprehend, understand, I'm not sure what the exact word is, the challenges of foster children, that the challenges that foster children have, have gone through. Many of you can't fathom some of the things that I've seen over my 20 years, my 20, 23 years as a social worker, um, the neglect and trauma and abuse that these children go through at very young ages, the amount of deprivation that these children experience. And you have to understand that brain development and memory starts as early as the fourth week after conception. And so you get these children when they're, when they're infants, you know, they could be three days old, they could be three months old, and they've already experienced a lifetime of trauma just from the in utero period of time. I know I, I spoke with my biological mother when we reconnected and I was very curious. I wanted to know, you know, tell me about my birth and tell me about that, tell me about my in utero, the time you were pregnant with me and uh, what that experience was like. And I asked her, I said, and thank God she took really good care of me and she really loved me um, because she loved being pregnant. So she didn't smoke and didn't drink and she ate lots of salmon and hot links and all that kind of good stuff, all of which I still really enjoy to this day. I said, when did you know that you were going to have to let me go? And she said, when you were seven months in my, in my belly at seven months, I knew I was going to have to to give you up. And so I got I just tried to forget that you were there. And that's a really powerful experience and that I know that that still um, has an emotional impact on me to this day and and I'm talking about you know coming from a, an environment where where my biological mother took good care of me in the womb imagine when a child and so that has an that still has an emotional impact on me to this day imagine if a child is the byproduct of rape. Imagine if the child is in a domestic violence situation or the parent is depressed or the parent's an alcoholic or the parent uses drugs like my adopted sister. Um, there's some evidence that perhaps she was exposed to alcohol in utero, maybe some, some drugs of some nature. Uh, and the impact that that has and then the subsequent adoption, the, the, not the adoption, but the, the neglect that many of these children can grow, grow up in not even grow up but live in their brains remember the brain develops up to 90 percent by the time you're five years old so your brain has formed pathways around neglect and deprivation and absence and all these challenges and then we get these children into our home and we think because they look normal because they walk normal because most of them talk normal and eat normal and poop normal and pee normal and sleep normal and all of that can be pretty disrupted as well but that we think they're just like every other kid and we forget where they come from and i always like to try to make understanding tr children with trauma as simple as possible they are stress sensitive and fearful and I want parents, I'm, I'm passionate about parents understanding, number one, their own trauma and their own stress because we've all got it. And it's gonna get stirred up when you start foster care, uh, start fostering children. And unfortunately, we don't do enough to educate foster parents on the realities of trauma. We don't do enough to educate foster parents on the reality of trauma for their own lives. Because the first thing that's going to get stirred up when you bring a foster child in your home and they have some of their behavioral and emotional problems is your own stuff. Your own stuff's going to get stirred up. And we could do a, we could do a, I believe, a, 
180% better job in educating foster parents on what's going to happen for them emotionally, behaviorally, psychologically, and then helping them understand their children. The children that they're bringing in, we, we just, we're just lacking in that, in that um, application of education so very much. But you have to understand that these children are fearful and stress sensitive. And I'm so passionate about helping parents understand that. They are stress, they are, they are fearful and stress sensitive. They are fearful and stress sensitive. I cannot convey that enough. And stress and fear can be activated through any of our sensory pathways. Like I'm, I'm out here right now, I'm not cold cold, but my body temperature is definitely down and I could, I could border on being uncomfortable and that could be overwhelming for me if I had some kind of trauma connected to you know not having heat as a toddler and being cold and and being in a diaper see if I had some kind of trauma I could be totally triggered right now and it would be unconscious because what's the likelihood at 46 years old I'm gonna remember you know some experience of being cold when I was a baby I'm, I'm not going to but see that's the kind of thing that triggers us we can get triggered through what we see, what we smell, what we hear, what we touch, what we taste, the temperature of our bodies. Movement can trigger us. Digestion can trigger us. You know, there's so many, there's eight different pathways that can get us overwhelmed and can overwhelm your children and you won't even know what's causing them to be, to be triggered. And then you get triggered and before you know it, everyone's stressed out and then it's just like this negative feedback loop of stress. So I just wanna encourage you, to, to calm yourself first, calm your own stress, pay more attention to it, think about it deeper than you ever have before when you start bringing these children into your home. And remember, they are scared, stress-sensitive children. They're easily overwhelmed, and as soon as they get stressed, they're gonna drop into their own trauma, and it's not about you. They are reliving, they are post-traumatic stress disorder survivors. And all of that crazy emotion, all that crazy behavior is coming from their own experiences. And you just happen to be a part of the catalyst, the trigger, a part of the environment that stirs it up, but it's not about you. These children's behaviors, their emotions, their acting out, their failures in school, their failures with other, with other kids is not about you. So don't take it personally. But the only way you can't take it personally is if you are mindful and aware of yourself getting triggered. So, because that's gonna happen. As soon as you get triggered, you look for a threat and then it's all downhill from there. So that's my little spiel. I love the fact that people foster. I mean, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I probably would have been in some kind of orphanage or something if there weren't foster parents. So foster parents is a beautiful thing. And I, I just, I want you to be successful. I want you to be successful because I know it means a lot to you. And I want you to be successful because it's gonna make a big difference in a child's life. And so the question is, do you have room? Do you have room in your heart? And that's a big thing. Do you have room in your heart? And remember, the moment your trauma gets stirred up, it closes your heart off. And when your heart gets closed off, it's gonna be really hard to maintain that connection and create that bond and allow that child to attach to you in a way that's secure and healthy. So that's it, guys. And be sure to get your free copy of From Fear to Love, Parenting Difficult, Adopted, and Foster Children, as well as Children with Multiple Diagnosis. If you already have a copy, be sure to share the link with other people. Post it on your Facebook page. 
let them know you also get the audio book which is fantastic so for a very small shipping and handling fee you get about fifty dollars in value just right there so god bless you hope you have a fantastic day i'm going to show you this uh beautiful water just one more time and uh i might catch you later on today i'm not certain but I'll definitely be on tomorrow morning, so you'll be able to check that out. And again, it's going to be 10 o'clock Central Standard Time, thereabouts. I'll be streaming right here live on Post Institute Facebook channel. All right. Big Papa loves you.